You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Full and Thriving Podcast. We have a very special episode planned for you today. I am here with my amazing friend, Valley Ann. She has been mentoring women for eight years, and she specializes in helping people rediscover their worth, which, I mean, let's be honest, this community probably needs it. If you're in eating disorder recovery, it's um, an important topic. Valerie refers to herself as a self-worth enthusiast, which I love. And Also, fun fact, Val and I have been friends since I was about 16. So long history there. Welcome, Val. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Thanks, Meg. This is so fun to be with you in a a different way, if you will, because we've known each other for like 15 years. Mm -hmm. And it's just so amazing. I've been able to watch you grow and you are coaching and changing lives and I've seen you unfold and it's been so inspiring and we finally get to be together on two platforms that I know make us so happy which is really just empowering other people and helping them live basically their best lives Um, and we love to do that ourselves (laughs) so it's so fun to be here today. I know it's so nice to see you in a different setting. We're both wearing our entrepreneur hats and our empowerment hats. And it's very different from our past where we were lifeguards. And, you know, it's nice to always interact with you in this way. So I'm super excited today. Before I ask you all about your journey and how you became a self-worth enthusiast, I wanted to ask you, what do you mean when you say that you help people rediscover their worth? Yeah. So I'm so glad you asked that. So essentially, when I kind of came up with this idea, it hit me one day when I just kind of realized myself, I was struggling with self worth. And even doing what I do, it was a little humbling to admit that to myself. Um, But I realized that I always feel worthy, but sometimes you can lose sight of that depending what happens in life. And I feel that's very true, especially I mean, among everyone, but I know we're mainly speaking with women and um, to rediscover our worth just means sometimes we need that support, that remi- those reminders to be like, you guys, we can do this. This is why you're worthy. Let's get our tools out. Let's get these um, skills that we're learning and be reminded of all the amazing things around us. Because sometimes if we're in a certain mood or something has happened in our lives or we're struggling with something, you know, it's really hard to, to value yourself. Right. So I never really feel like, I feel like self-worth is a birthright. I feel like everyone deserves to feel worthy. Um, But I feel with sometimes life happening, it's like a journey that we need to, a path rather, that we need to get back on. So we need someone to be like, here's your treasure map. 
Okay. <laughs> and here's your tools, your clues. And using all these things is going to really get you to the feeling of what self-worth looks for you. And that's different for everybody too, which is I think really important. So that's why I say rediscover your worth because, you know, everyone has it within them already. They just need Mm -hmm. that treasure map, if you will, to kind of get back to it. I think that's so beautiful. And I love that analogy of just getting back on the path. You know, it's like, sometimes we lose our way when it comes to viewing ourselves and seeing our own worth. And it's just a matter of finding that path again. It's not like you can really lose your self-worth forever. It's just a matter of rediscovering it. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's why I say that. So I'm really passionate about that. I can, I can tell. Yes. (laughs) Such a passionate woman, Val. I love it. (laughs) Tell us how you discovered your self-worth. And I know you always say that you're a work in progress and that we're all always a work in progress, but tell us how you became so passionate about self-worth. I'm really interested in your journey. Yeah. So like you said, I'm usually, I am just naturally a passionate person about, you know, life in general. Um, And I'm always looking for ways to make certain things better in my life. I'm always seeking ways to either have different perspectives and just, I'm always like a reader, if you will. I always say leaders are readers. You know, I go on youtube.com for my free education, but Basically, my journey started when I was, you know, I work in direct sales and I have this amazing business and I get to work with women. And I realized that my passion was helping them build their worth through their business, not necessarily like the business uh, monetary, if you will. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I viewed their journey in their business based on how they grew as a person rather than like their sales or their results every month. So I noticed that, you know, when I was mentoring them, that that was really what they were getting from this business. And I was like, wow, like, this is really something people need. You know, I kind of wanted to do a different take where that's why I created the worthiness project, because I wanted an environment for women who necessarily maybe will never do drug sales or who just never get exposed to personal development, because that happens. You know, if I had never left the world of education or teaching, I don't know if I would be here today because I was never really exposed to this awesome world. I, I know for a fact (laughs) for working with so many women that self-worth across the board is something we all do struggle with. Um, And that's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just our, our lives in general, whatever we do can be so much more beneficial when we can finally just feel worthy of what it is we truly want rather than having this doubt or these inner conversations that we love to have with ourselves or these inner conflicts. And we can just kind of live each day how we feel we're worthy of, if you will. Um, So I think to do that, though, you need a support group, if you like a support, not a support group, but rather like a community of women who are all amazing in their own ways, all talented, all had different passions, but we're all just like, okay, (laughs) we need to do our affirmations today, or we need, we didn't do our morning routine. It's just like, that's the common theme is that even though our lives may look different, we still want to live them with worthiness. Mm. So I wanted a, a place for that. Um, so women can come as they are with the same kind of mission of wanting to feel worthy. Cause I just felt that was so important. Yeah, that is so important. And it's not easy to 
always live in your most worthy version of you every single day. Mm-hmm. No, um, and I'm not. really curious about how you mentioned a humbling moment that you had. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear more about that just to maybe, cause I know whenever people listen, they kind of apply your story to their own life. And I think it would be helpful for others to hear what that moment was for you. Yeah. So I love sharing this moment because um, I think a lot of times when we are looking around for support or inspiration, we really look for men or women that are basically doing the journey we're doing, but maybe only one or two steps ahead of us. You know, they have it, they do not have it mastered. Like, I don't think anyone is ever not a work in progress, if you will. But I thrive in the fact that I'm one or two steps above my community. So meaning I'm happy to say if I've had a rough day mentally or in terms of my self-worth, but I like to say that I'm using what I'm sharing and all the, the things that I have learned, I have gotten from investing in conferences, you know, all these books, going to all these seminars and learning from the best of the best um, and bringing it down. So I had this moment basically when I was just, you know, thinking about goals and everything in my other direct sales business. And I just kind of had this epiphany where I was like, I am not in this position, quote unquote, because I ultimately subconsciously never felt worthy enough. My activity was matching up my work ethic, you know, all the things on paper, but it was a subconscious, deep, deep down belief. And you know, when you're someone who's mentoring other people, and really believe in it, sometimes I say it's humbling, because, you know, do you want to tell people you had this moment? Do you want to tell people who you're mentoring that you sometimes don't feel good enough for that higher level position that is more money, more like lavish, whatever, whatever. Um, but I'm happy I had that moment because I've been working very diligently, if you will, on the tools and the practices that I preach. And I basically was like, if I don't feel worthy, then like, and I'm very aware. So I'm not saying everyone is not aware, but it's something that I really try to be aware of every day. Then I said, this is something everyone might need because they may not even realize this is something that's blocking them from something they may really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think worthiness is so abstract, at least in my world, I've always felt like it was this intangible cloud you're trying to grasp and you just, it's really hard to do because it's a cloud. It just feels in my head. I was always like, yeah, like when people would talk about worthiness, especially like when I was younger, I'd be like, yeah, of course I'm worthy. Duh. But I never actually checked in and said, are my outcomes in life reflecting a life of which someone feels that they are truly worthy. And I think that's really where you can see if you're living in a state of worthiness or not. Does my environment, does my career, does my confidence, does all this stuff reflect a person who actually believes they're worthy? Right. Yeah. And a lot of times everyone values or evaluates their worth based on something they like to call like imposter syndrome. So we take mm-hmm. these things that we have around us and, you know, it's the material things that we might say well, I'm worthy enough because I drive this car or Mm. I have this amount of money in my bank account. And, you know, sometimes it's not even that it's more the fulfilling thing. Like you're talking about the inner 
work where you have to say, you may have enough money to drive a certain car, but maybe you choose not to purchase it. But how are you feeling every day in your actions and mm-hmm. your inspirations and in your interactions with people, you know, what you're getting back, what you're giving. So um, it is a very abstract topic, um, <laughs> but, but at the same time, it is very inward. And once you mm. can kind of be aware where you're at inward and like evaluate that, there's, there's nowhere but up to go from there. And that's what I feel like, you know, there's Mm -hmm. nowhere but to get better and feel better. Yeah, absolutely. So one question I had for you, basically, I want to think about contrast. So first of all, Mm -hmm. what are some signs that someone's not necessarily living in their worth? Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to get a pen and write this down. But okay, you're breaking it down for me. You're keeping it simple. Okay. (laughs) So from my experience, you know, from either mentoring and just my own personal contrast. Okay. Because I like to, I really like to use my own personal experiences because, you know, I feel in the past when I have found people I've admired, I've admired their journey because they've lived it. So, you know, when someone is not feeling worthy, you know, boundaries are not being made. So meaning you might feel like you have to say yes to everything. You might feel like, Um, everything you do has to be for somebody else. So you're not putting yourself first at all. Another example is the go, go, go mentality. There's, you know, there's no room for self-care. All right. And I could do a whole podcast on that, but Mm -hmm. basically not making any time for yourself to, uh, just do what you need to do for yourself, especially, you know, if you're someone who has a very busy schedule, another small subconscious Thing, but it's very important is, you know, wording. Okay. Just lack of confidence in terms of how we might speak about ourselves mm-hmm. um, and not even realize it. And I was definitely someone who did that, you know, and I didn't even realize it. So even my ways of thinking, you know, if I'm doing something, I have to make sure I'm still checking myself to make sure that I am feeling positive about the situation because I'm worthy of a positive outcome. Mm. So I think it can be as simple as that. It doesn't even have to be something as extreme. It's just the small things that we give to ourselves every day. Yeah. So true. So true. Mm -hmm. So you did a good job kind of highlighting what your life might look like if you're not really living in a place of self-worth. So if that applies to people listening, what are some tips you recommend so that people can start building up their self-worth? Yeah, this is my favorite because it's simpler (laughs) than we think. Okay. So most of the time, if we are become aware, so most, most of the listeners here are probably excited and they're aware, just like we are to have this growth of some kind to make our lives better and feel better. So once you have that, the rest is easy because once you have awareness and once you can have the, uh, that the heart part, which is really just checking in because checking in is not always fun and easy because sometimes we don't like to look at the things we need to fix about ourselves. And it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily fixing. It's more tweaking. It's more, you know, fixing the things that we've been conditioned to think or feel for so long or what's in front of us because of social media or TV or whatever it is. And we have to condition it to the reality, which is we are worthy. So to do that, it takes some habits. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. so the very first thing I love to share with everyone is creating something like a mantra. 
Okay, so a mantra is very simple. Um, and you want to keep it simple because it's something that's meant to bring you back to your, your peace, if you will. So if mm -hmm. I find myself feeling anxious, which is another form of not feeling worthy, because I'm feeling judged, I'm feeling negative thoughts, all these things, I say my mantra, which is aligned, present and joyful. So those are my three words. Okay, and they help basically dictate my thoughts, how I react to things, what I say yes to what I say no to um, throughout the day. And it brings me to peace. So I always tell everyone, just figure what it is you want to feel um, and make it, it could be a sentence. It could be a couple of sentences. I have a very bad memory. So it had to be three words for me. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> mantras can be, a, they can be phrases. They can be words. It has to be whatever your listener wants to say that brings them back to peace. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so that's why mine was three words. So a mantra can be many things. Um, another little tool that I love to share that's quick and great to apply. And like anything, it's a habit, um, is affirmations, but I tweak them. So I say, instead of saying, you know, I am confident or I am successful, I am disciplined, right? Because sometimes that's hard for me. Because um, I love to be all over the place. But I love to like, you know, do many things. So I say I am extra disciplined. I am extra confident today. Because that allows me to just take that 1% improvement today. It doesn't have to be 100%. It doesn't, you know, it's that everyday improvement. And then I say to myself at the end of the night, when did I feel confident today? Oh my gosh. When I was out of my comfort zone, talking to Meg on her podcast, I was <laughs> extra confident today. You know, um, when was I extra disciplined? I still did what I put on my schedule, even though I was tired, something at work happened, maybe something emotionally drained me, but I stuck to the promise I made myself. That's a piece of evidence. So now that just grows. Cause I was continued to show up for myself. Um, so those are two really great tools that basically anyone can use and anyone can basically apply after they listen to this, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm very simple, get a sticky note. I'm not even kidding. And I, you know, get a sticky notepad and you write your extra affirmation statements and you stick them like in your car, you stick them in your bathroom because you have to visually see them. Mm -hmm. a lot you know if you saw my wallet you would see things <laughs> sticky note you you know you had you would see them the sticky note by my bedside so it's the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning mm -hmm. I love that I think it's so important to be able to first of all write down the affirmation because that gives you kind of a solidification or mm -hmm. it reinforces the thought just by writing it down and then having it on a sticky note although you know, it's so simple. It really does work. That's a very useful tip. And sometimes simplicity is the best way to go. I have a question for you. You mentioned evidence, and I know you like to talk mm. about this. So could you share with me a little bit about how you incorporate this concept of like evidence into self-worth? Yes. So in the way I like to design my self-worth journey or how I like to to guide it and mentor it um, is allowing my myself included to 
make sure daily you are recording evidence of these moments that you are showing up for yourself. And the reason for that is basically we have a very old brain. Okay. So how we have evolved with technology and just how our world is, our brain basically is just designed to be in a fear state. Our brain is designed mm. to is designed to think like, you know, oh my gosh, this person said no to me or something. So we react as if it's like a tiger chasing us like 2000 years ago. Okay. So it's the same kind of chemicals that get released into our, our uh, bodies. So basically what I learned, and this is why the evidence piece is so important. And when I learned this, it made so much sense. So we have to just basically retrain our brains. So when we are wanting to eventually be extra disciplined, extra confident, we can now go into our brains and have, you know, three weeks worth of time that we showed up for ourselves being confident. We showed up for ourselves being disciplined. So you start to really be like, well, I really, I actually am disciplined because I have, you know, 15 examples from three weeks ago, or I am actually confident because I did all these little things that I'm like, wow, go Val. So the evidence piece really helps basically it works with the affirmation because over time you won't need that extra statement. You'll really say, I am confident. And you're not going to have that subconscious piece say, well, no, you're not, (laughs) you know, because you'll have those pieces of evidence and you'll have that less Mm -hmm. back and forth in your mind. Mm -hmm. So do you suggest writing them down or tracking the pieces of evidence at all? Yes. So I have, so there's, you know, it's really whatever, whatever works for everybody. You know, I'm a writer, Mm -hmm. meaning like I just love pen to paper and there's a lot of benefits to pen to paper, but I'm also a realist where some people are like, are you kidding? I barely have five minutes to pee. So like (laughs) go ahead and go in the note sections of your phone and create a section called evidence and just type it out on your phone. So it's the you know, so you can review it when you need to. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. definitely recording it somewhere. Some people like to use a voice memo section of their phone and they might leave themselves a voice memo mm-hmm. and talk about the, the time that they were extra confident. So just recording it, documenting it, some yeah. form is important. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on that as well. You're just full yeah. of so much wisdom, Val. I love it. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I know we're talking about self-worth and one thing that I think is very closely tied to self-worth is this idea of validation. Oh my gosh, your name is Val and we're talking about validation. (laughs) Uh, I just thought of that. I was hoping you could explain a little bit about what external validation is versus internal validation. Because I think when, especially with the community I work with, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of external validation when it comes to what motivates an eating disorder. So it's like praise from loved ones if you've lost a lot of weight or compliments about appearance or praising you for eating like such a strict diet. And those Mm -hmm. like, I just find my community really runs on external validation I mean, I don't want to say everyone, but if you're, if you've fallen into the reins of an eating disorder, chances are it's part of something you're dealing with. So could you explain a little bit about what external validation is versus internal? Hopefully people will figure out how they can maybe start switching towards the internal validation. Yeah. 
this was, this was part of actually my epiphany that I had when I realized I wasn't worth feeling worthy deep, deep down. Um, and a piece of that was me not needing this external validation like you talk about. So for me, my external validation, I still needed praise from my friends. If I was going to do an idea, I wouldn't maybe do the idea until I texted five of my friends that would say, that's a great idea. Or maybe I wouldn't <laughs> wear something out without texting five of my friends the outfit because for some reason I needed to hear, oh my gosh, Val, you look so cute today. Okay. So, um, basically, so what I did is I recognized that that was what I was doing. And I had a conversation with myself and I was just like, okay, Val, like I want to be able to make decisions that are good for me because I know down the road that's important. So it was hard for me. And I think it's really hard for everyone at first to, to basically stop getting that external validation. Mm -hmm. So I did it in baby steps. Okay. So the first step is just recognizing like, okay, you know, I have this habit, if you will, of just needing praise, needing reassurance that I am making a right choice because down the road, we should feel that whatever decision we're making for our lives is the best decision because we are the ones walking in those mm -hmm. footsteps. But mm -hmm. the reality is that the heart, it's a hard habit to break. So basically I would just pause. So when I realized for myself that I had this urge to uh, message someone or call someone for some form of validation, I would write down my idea that I loved on a piece of paper. And then I literally would just pause. I just would say the word, thou pause, okay? <laughs> and I would give myself 24 hours before I would reach out to anybody about this idea. And obviously mm -hmm. I wrote... I wrote it down. So even with something silly, like, you know, Hey, I'm thinking of, you know, I'm thinking of signing up for the class, like just whatever it is. Right. Just me saying, I don't need to tell anybody this. So I wrote yeah. it down. I gave myself, I verbally said, pause, Bill. <laughs> like I said it out loud. <laughs> and then, you know, within 24 hours, if I still felt I needed that validation, then maybe instead of texting five people, I maybe texted my mentor or mm. somebody that was that like would who knew maybe what I was working with. So does that make sense? So it wasn't just anybody. I was actually on purpose with then who I decided I need that validation from, because then it gave me the opportunity to kind of talk it out and be like, Hey, I tried the 24 hour thing and it was tough, but I did it, you know? <laughs> um, and then basically it just, the more I said Val pause, the more I stopped feeling because after 24 hours, that urge of needing it really, really was not as strong. So uh -huh. there was only a handful of times in the beginning I did it. I think anyone in your community that is seeking, you know, some form of praise, some form of validation, I think, you know, writing down what it is they want this praise and validation for just on paper, it helps uh -huh. release it. They're not going to forget it. Nothing's going to change in 24 hours, if you will. And then it's going to give them that power to then internally start trusting themselves, internally say, oh my gosh, you know, I am sticking with this. Oh my gosh, I am actually pretty powerful and I'm doing this because it makes me feel better and happier. So it is a process, but that's what I did. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it will work for everybody, but it helped me become aware. And then through that, I now, if I still feel like it, I will say the word pause out loud wherever I am <laughs> to myself. <laughs> I'll write in my notes section if I have to. And then I will then affirm myself if that makes sense. And I'll start just affirming what it is I want to do. Um, affirming and making the right choices and just start doing those habits of positive self-talk, positive reconditioning. And that pause gives me that time to do that before. And that's why I say 24 hours. I love that. Cause it really gives you a window where you can practice affirming your own beliefs and your own decisions and mm -hmm. validating yourself. And mm -hmm. I really do believe there's nothing more empowering than getting to a place where you can make your own decisions based on your own internal thoughts and yeah, your own internal compass and not having to turn towards the people around you to tell you what to do. And that's really hard, but it's so awesome to be able to make those big decisions without feeling like you had everyone weigh in. Because at the end of the day, you'll probably end up doing, well, you might not do what you really do want if you rely on everyone else. Exactly. Hmm. And one other thing is, you know, if we still feel the need to validate, if you will, or share with somebody, the benefit of waiting the 24 hours is you've probably made the decision. So you say, hey, mm -hmm. I've decided to do this. Or hey, I'm in week four of this or this, and I'm super excited. Their response is going to be way different because you're not asking for an opinion. You're literally stating so that's another thing I started, I realized I was doing, I was sharing what I already decided to do. And for me, that was also empowering because before I was always asking. Yes. Um, yes. So the pause allows you to basically have the conversation, like you said, with yourself, validate, you know, do the pros and cons or whatever it is with yourself, with what feels right for you. Mm -hmm. And then you know, in 24 hours, you can do the other things if you need to, but you're making a decision rather yeah. than asking. Yeah. And do you want to know how this shows up in my community a lot too, is mm -hmm. yeah, deciding what to eat. It's, yep. it's like, there are so many influencers out there mm. doing what I eat in a day videos and fitness people. And, and so you lose your internal compass when it comes to making food decisions and then yeah. you're using maybe the scale to validate it or people's comments to validate your choices or watching these videos on YouTube to validate your food decisions. And so it's like this concept that Val is talking about can really be applied to even like the simple decisions of what you want to eat in a day or what you're going to have for that meal. And the key is checking in with yourself actually saying, mm -hmm. what do I feel like? What do I crave? What do I, what sounds good to me? Not sound, not, not what diet culture tells me sounds good. It's very cool. Cause while you were talking, I was just thinking of what might be applicable to, you know, everyone listening. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't even, when you're saying all that and I'm just thinking of social media and everything and how challenging that can actually really be, but how amazing it is that you have this community where if some form of check-in is needed, I would say, go to your community or right. Mm -hmm. Like the platform mm -hmm. that you're all in together. Um, mm -hmm. Because that is a space where they'll be affirmed to say, well, you check in with the, like you said, checking with yourself. Well, what are you feeling like today? 
So Mm -hmm. I think too, that's why I had mentioned, you know, in 24 hours, if I felt the need to reach out to somebody, it was somebody who I had voiced what I was working on. So the person that I knew, knew I was working on not getting validation and texting certain friends. So it was like, we almost had like a code word if I needed (laughs) validation. So my mentor, my supporter knew, so I could get that reassurance of believing myself. That is awesome. Yes. So it's like, perhaps if you're trying to decrease the amount of external validation you search for, just pick one person who knows what your true goal is. And Mm -hmm. if you're trying to eliminate the fluff of asking 500 people, just pick that one person. So in this case, someone who knows you're recovering from an eating disorder, who knows, you know, that they're going to have your back with the best decision for you. That's actually a really interesting concept. I do. I do agree with that, you know, because in the radiant recovery collective, if someone were to ask us and we don't talk about behaviors or anything in our group necessarily just to prevent people from being triggered. But if someone were to say to me or someone in the group, Hey, I'm thinking of eating this meal or this meal, the person would say, go for the meal that's more aligned with recovery or, you know, instead of what your eating disorder says. So exactly. I see you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, just another cool. tool to get through this habit mm-hmm. as you get, as you master mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. I think the tool thing, it's my jam. Love that you're full <laughs> of tools. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you really did a good job sharing all of that. I, I wanted to just, if you could define internal validation in just a sentence or a few phrases, how would you put that in words? For me, I would define internal validation as not doubting basically anything that I decide to do or say. And if there's a decision or choice that doesn't work out, maybe how I hoped, I don't regret it. I'm kind with myself. And I look Mm. at it as a way to grow and say, okay, all right, (laughs) that's all right. As opposed to necessarily beating myself up or using all this negative talk, pressure, you know, spiraling, if you will. So internal validation is basically my higher self giving myself advice, you know, my intuition, my gut saying, okay, this didn't work out how you hoped, but let me affirm you with all the positives that still came out of it. And just confidently, you know, being happy with my surroundings or what I'm, you know, choosing to do. And that can even, I know this isn't a sentence because it's very hard for me to put in a sentence. But I think another example is a great example of internal validation is let's say we're all scrolling on social media. And I'm going to say this because we all do it internal validation is being happy with what we did today, what we're doing today with whatever's happening in our lives at this present moment, no matter what our thumb is showing us as we're scrolling up and up and up Mm -hmm. Um, and having this calm approach, like, like either just having no feelings as we're scrolling or just like, Oh, good for them. Oh, good for them. And then you are carrying on with what's in front of you at your present moment knowing like, okay, this is my jam. I got this. 
Yes, so that's such that a good was example. An example. I could have put it into mm-hmm. words, <laughs> like a sentence. Hey, you did a great job. Sentence or an example, I mean. Yeah, example, same thing. We'll we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it though. Okay. All great. right. So, Val, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. You are a true joy. And before I let you go, I wanted to first ask you if you mm-hmm. have any final words of wisdom or advice for the people listening today. Yeah, I do actually. And I think that anytime we are on the topic of worthiness, no matter where we are in our journey, I think the biggest piece of advice or words that I would say as someone who's still on this journey is to pick one tool, if you will, that I talked about, or one area that you want to improve and just don't stop doing it and Mm -hmm. enter each day excited to make that 1% or stick with it because you will begin to be like, I am amazing all the time. And it will be (laughs) through your actions and through your decisions. So it's something that we should all be proud of that we want to feel because many people are not aware. So, you know, to be here today and listening, it's like everyone's already 10 steps ahead because they are already aware knowing that they want to be this amazing worthiness in their lives, which is Mm -hmm. so great. Mm -hmm. Love that advice. Thank you, Val. Perfect to leave with that thought and that kind of call to action. One other final question I have for you is how can everyone listening find you? Oh, great question. So I'm on Instagram. So the worthiness enthusiast. Okay. Took me a minute to be like, how do I spell enthusiast? When I created that handle. Um, but I also have a website, valleyann.com, which is a little bit easier to remember. So my podcast, all my links to my Facebook group and everything are all there, all my free resources and just ways to contact me. Um, because I love just chatting with people about it. Um, because as you can tell, I'm really passionate. Yay. Thank you so much, Val. It's been, oh my gosh, man. Thank you. You are the best. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Great.